What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Longer Life Podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe Longa, and I'm super stoked and grateful to have you all here today. I'm pumped to bring you guys this conversation today I had with uh, Ben Holt. Ben is a filmmaker, a musician, an entrepreneur, a traveler, an adventurer, just an all-around like this, like a human badass. Um, he's pretty much done a lot of things that, like in my life, I've aspired to do. So, to have an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody who's lived some of your dreams is a real like privilege, and I'm so grateful that I was uh, had that opportunity to do this. And it all kind of came about pretty wild. Ben and I just I, I I wrote him a message on Instagram on a post that he had put up about a retreat he was having. Uh, just pretty much saying how much this is something I dream about doing one day in my life. And Ben was nice enough to reply and then write me a DM saying, Hey man, I dig what you're doing with your podcast and I'd love to help. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And first off right there, that just shows you that uh, he's an amazing human being. Because, you know, Ben's doing, he has a lot of followers and this is a new show for anybody who's um, listen to the show for a while, you know this is a new show, so to have somebody with of, of Ben's caliber reach out and offer to help was pretty fantastic, and I was super grateful for that, so I asked him to come on the show, he was so down, and it kind of sprang off from there, we actually had a brief phone call um, a couple hours before we jumped on to do the podcast, and before that I had watched Ben's documentary, because I had been doing research on Ben a little bit, once I had um, had looked into him, <laughs> and his documentary blew my mind. Uh, it really is one of these visually stimulating, and it, and it evokes a lot of emotion just through his uh, videography. And I love filmmakers who can do that, and um, his ability to do that is just phenomenal. And then having to, then getting to talk to him and having the opportunity to talk to him and hear how how difficult it was to actually create this particular documentary and some, get some of the shots was just really astonishing. So I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to watch that before you listen. If you're not at work, I know it's Monday, uh, but a lot of, you know, I know things are still a little weird. Some people are still home, working from home. Uh, if you have the opportunity to go pop over and watch Ben's documentary, there'll be a link in the description that go watch the documentary so that way when you listen to his storytelling about how some of these things got created, you can really have a lot of respect for it even more because now I'm just even more floored by it. Then you can go back and watch it again after and just go, whoa, no way, I now know what was happening because it's just, it's one of those types of things. And uh, it's really, really cool to have met somebody who's taken the kind of risks in life that Ben has taken. And it shows you what the freedom of human spirit can get you. And Ben has utilized that freedom. And it's really, really cool. Um, he, through his travels, he met yogis, he met babas, he learned breath work, he learned meditation, uh, he experienced different types of plant medicine in the Amazon. Um, one of his particular uh, the, uh, medicines that he experienced was uh, a medicine called Bufo alvarius, which is a toad. Um, and the resin on the back of the toad can be scraped off. Uh, it is then something that can be vaporized. That vaporization produces a 
deep-seated uh, transformational uh, experience that can change your life. Uh, the molecule that helps this uh, be accomplished is called 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, it's in many other things like ayahuasca, but this particular version that comes from the bufo alvarius comes with other alkaloids that produces an experience that most say has been the most transformational experience they've ever had in their life. Um, like ayahuasca, um, but Ben having done ayahuasca and uh, other other plant medicine found that Bufo alvarius was the one that really shifted his entire perspective on everything and in turn allowed him to become a facilitator of this particular medicine and uh, he has seen many many transformations and he's also created an integration process um, as, as most do, but Ben takes this very seriously because he knows how important it is to really integrate the teachings that you get in these experiences after the fact. And uh, I think that that's just one of the really cool things about what Ben's doing with this particular form of therapy and medicine. Um, I was really, like I said, I'm really grateful Ben took the time out to, to, to tell story, his ability to not only use video to tell story and captive and, and invoke emotion, um, but he, he also has that same ability linguistically. He tells amazing stories, paints beautiful pictures with his words of how uh, his experiences were in these different countries and these different places that he traveled to. Um, it's really fantastic. So I'm super grateful to Ben. I'm also super, super grateful to you guys. I, I'm, I know I say it every week, but I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to the show. It means the absolute world to me. Um, I, I'm super grateful to everybody who's gone over to Apple podcast and throwing up reviews on there. That is what gets this show out to the cosmos and tells people that there are listening there are people listening and that more people should listen this whole show is about helping people so the more people that do actually listen to the show the better so uh, if you guys could run over there and throw a review up if you gain value from any of these episodes and you really enjoy the show that would be amazing i would really really appreciate that thank you so much um Thank you to everybody who has given Purium a shot. I'm so stoked that people are enjoying it. Um, the group we've created, Diamond Light Rising Tribe on Facebook has been a hit. Uh, it's been wonderful watching the transformation from the 10 day cleanse that we recently had. I myself experienced phenomenal results. I was very skeptical that I was going to, being that I've eaten very clean and organically most of my life. Wasn't really expecting to see many I, I mean i knew i would lose a little bit of weight because you're changing your eating but i didn't expect to feel the way that i felt and i've never felt so clear and grounded in my life and uh, that has then bled over s since i finished the cleanse it's been probably uh, a few days now um and i feel great still i feel phenomenal and some of the people that have been some of the transformations were amazing uh my before and after pictures astonished me just a really really great 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 product so i'm grateful for them to be a part of my life um if you'd like to give that a shot there'll be links to that in the description and there'll be a 50 dollars off 
coupon attached to the link so you can get that cleanse you can try out the power shake anything um, and also you know feel free to go over to my Instagram page connect with me personally I'd love to connect with you guys and hear what you love about the show and just you know communicate with you uh, this is a community and I'd love to know who's listening to the show so um, yeah I appreciate you guys this is de- very much an episode of like chilling out so hang back chill out Listen to Ben's beautiful storytelling and um, yeah, get ready for the amazing Ben Holt. Well, cool, yeah. man. Well, it's, it's so interesting, dude, because like we literally met, like literally just met, talked a couple hours ago for the first time. And our whole interaction yeah. has literally been like something that seems like from the cosmos. I mean, we just, yeah, our paths crossed and now we're here having this amazing, we're going to have this amazing conversation. So I'm super excited to learn a ton about you. I've done a little bit of dive, deep diving into some of your stuff. I know you're making films. I know you're helping people out with healing with some, uh, some plant medicine and, you're doing retreats and just all sorts of stuff. So, uh, yeah, why don't you yeah. introduce yourself and tell everybody what you're all about? Cool. Yeah. So my name is Ben Holtz. I'm originally from Louisiana. Uh, grew up a, a traditional central Louisiana kind of lifestyle with a, a little bit of toxic Christianity embedded <laughs> deep into my soul. And so uh, by the time that I got to college, I was, I was so ready to get away from all of it. That I, uh, I I still went to college in Louisiana is uh, kind of a, a trap that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever I kind of realized some things about myself and started to be this entrepreneur and, and started to really pursue money, this is one of the 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 shadows that I've kind of had to move through because this need for more and more and more and more money was instilled in me whenever uh, I was young. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got really into being an entrepreneur and into network marketing and into doing these different things. And for years and years, I just chased the material things and the money and, and did everything I could to be successful, you know, mm. on paper. And um, so after uh, I graduated from college, I finally got the opportunity to make some real money in a sales job uh, with a startup. And so I went and did everything I could. I pulled doors for months and months. Um, ended up, yeah, ended up doing well, uh, you know, working hard, doing well. And finally I made some money. Yeah. Yeah. It it was challenging. It was challenging, but, uh, but finally I made some money and, um, and instantly whenever that money came in, I instantly knew, wow, this doesn't do anything for me. You know, (laughs) this gives me a little, a little sense of individualized freedom, but it's not the end all be all. It's not what I've thought it, it was supposed to be. Mm. And so that, that showed me a lot. That showed me a lot coming from Louisiana being in a place that's very contemporary. I mean, uh, very traditional. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I was blessed to, to get into something online. And so I got blessed with this online opportunity again. Uh, you know, thank God I, I was trying to be an entrepreneur for a long time because that finally paid off. I instantly hired somebody then I hired somebody else. No Next thing I knew, I was I was living the dream. You know, I was traveling all I wanted. I was going to do whatever I wanted. I was making good money on the computer, working two hours a week. And I remember being in Costa Rica, sitting down next to the beach. Um, um, had just got done doing an ayahuasca retreat, and mm-hmm. my beautiful girlfriend comes out, puts a plate of food down, and I I realized that man, I'm still not fulfilled. Wow. Like, wow. I'm still not. Happy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So. 
Yeah, man. And mm. uh, <laughs> that seems like, dude, you know, so it's said, so funny because you know <laughs> so many people chase that, man. And it's fun. This is actually really good oh, for yeah. me to hear because, like, you know, I think for myself, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the hunt for money, but I've definitely, you know, I've got a family and I'm trying to support. And I'm definitely after that right. feeling of like full security and being able to, like, totally manage my life the way I want to manage it without having to have that money be money thing be the cap. So I get where you're mm -hmm. coming from on that hundred percent, but it's so interesting to hear that once it got yeah. to that place, it still just wasn't the thing. So that's, amazing. yeah, well it's most, you know, and I notice most people, whenever they, they, they discover their spiritual path and they really start to um, grow spiritually that they kind of bypass the whole money thing. A lot of people, don't get the opportunities that I was lucky enough to get and blessed enough to, to receive mm. to really realize that it's not about the money in the sense that this is a materialistic world that you're living in around materialistic friends and everybody around you is focused on money, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that happened. And then I realized I wasn't fulfilled in Costa Rica, even after having made the money, being able to travel, have total freedom. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Colombia and I'm going to go buy a camera before I go and I'm going to become a filmmaker. That's what I'm going to do. And this was in 2018. This is only two years ago. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I bought the camera. I got the gimbal. I bought a drone. I did everything. I went Damn. to Columbia. Yeah. I went to Columbia. First place I showed up, I said, look, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll make you a video if you let me stay here a week. And they said, okay. They looked at my Instagram and saw, saw I had a couple thousand followers, and I guess that was enough to them. It was interesting. And, that is uh, interesting. It's, wow. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, okay, cool deal. I ended up staying for three months. I came back unapologetically myself. Yeah. I was, That's awesome. Yeah, man. As soon as I was in a place where I didn't know anyone, I didn't speak the language, mm. all of the expectations and all of the 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 feeling that I was being pulled in multiple directions, whether it's my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, my my friends, doesn't matter. I still felt trapped and attached to all of that. Yeah. After Columbia, three months, I didn't know anyone. Had to make my own life there. Had to be resourceful. Didn't you know? Mm -hmm. Ended up working there, uh, being an entrepreneur there, and came back unapologetically myself. And I was like, wow, this is great. I'm gonna move back to Columbia, and I'm gonna go do this amazing thing living in this high rise like with this beautiful girlfriend had all these hopes and dreams right mm -hmm. and i was in the united states i was like man why do i feel like i need to stay in the united states what's this about yeah. and so a week passes another week passes and i'm like okay this is getting kind of redundant i feel like i still need to be here but i don't know why mm. and so next thing i know my friend says man you really need to go uh try bufo with um this doctor up in um new york and i'm like what's bufo what right. doctor like i've never been in new york this and that anyway long story short i book a ticket that day for the weekend and i go up to new york and i go up there and i filmed for four days just got a new camera by the fourth day i was so frustrated and so sucked into the energy of new york that it was it was hilarious yeah moving hostels they're 50 dollars a bunk like i was like what the hell is this you know coming yeah. from columbia so complicated, so so uh, difficult to travel around. Mm. Anyway, uh, fourth day comes, and I, I get a very small meditation in the back of a cab on the way to this apartment. Yeah. And <laughs> so I get there. I, I meet the, the people, uh, the doctor and his, his apprentice. And I won't say any names just for, for safety reasons. But totally. I get there. I'm like, yeah, okay, I've done ayahuasca. I've, I've facilitated DMT, and you know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm a spiritual guy. You know, this and that. Next thing I know, I have the experience with the Bufo Alvarius, 
and um, I come back and basically my my thesis is like okay if your consciousness can go that far and come back then anything's possible yeah, so I said and if that's all I get out of the experience and that's enough but mm-hmm. five days later as I'm sitting in meditation and at Lake Austin Austin just something happened to me where I was completely immersed in this ecstatic bliss uh, inside of my body. Like I was on ecstasy or something like this incredible feeling. Um, And it lasted for hours and hours and hours. And I sat in total stillness for hours. Um, All I had was a feather and a banana. And I like, I had them for hours and I studied them and I just saw myself inside of them both. And like, it was completely connected. I, I was seeing all geometric patterns that mm. made up all the material that we see. I could hear from super far away. No I had this, this experience that now I know was, was this experience called Samadhi or you know, mm. like a conscious baptism. I mean, a co- cosmic baptism. Mm. I had no idea what that was at the time. So right. I messaged the facilitator. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is this? I feel like I've never felt before. And he says, you know, okay, this is okay, this is normal, gives me some book recommendations. That's all there is to it. For an entire month, I was way up here. Yeah. Every, everything that I had ever become, an entrepreneur, a traveler, a filmmaker, all these cool things that I thought were so fucking cool, I was like, I don't want to be associated with any of it. I got it off my Instagram, and I was like, you know what, I'm just me. Don't consider me anything, but just me, I am. Mm. And everything was so significant and so beautiful and so precisely created and so perfectly created. And this lasted for 30 days. No kidding. Until, yeah, and I was happier and more blissful than I'd ever been. I was just mm. a walking ball of love, like love mm. and light all the way. <laughs> and I was like, man, I got to come back. I, and, and I realized, I was like, man, this is what the rishis and the sages and the monks and like Buddha, this is what they all experience. And this is what they call the nirvana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this is why they stay out in the Himalayas and experience this instead of coming back to the modern, going to the modern world and doing yeah. like, what looks like complete and utter bullshit right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Especially right now. Especially right now. Yeah, and yeah. so I came back, I grounded in and next thing I know I'm apprenticing with this, this doctor in New York. And so I go and start working with the Buffalo various medicine and seeing it just absolutely transform people. I mean, people in Manhattan, they're riddled with anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like the belly of the beast there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the people coming in were just, so sick man and i just watched them transforming in an hour and leaving just completely a different person i was like man this is there's something to this this is a right. this is fucking important mm. and um yeah man it was a long uh kind of long long journey short after that we connected with uh his mentor i was traveling through mexico serving this medicine studying with him filming him trying to make a documentary about mm-hmm. all of this the documentary kind of fell apart. I just went and traveled in Mexico. <laughs> um, and I saw uh, the reason kind of why it fell apart and what I saw was there was a missing link between uh, facilitation of medicine, of, the, of this this tool, this biological tool we have, mm-hmm. 5-MeO-DMT, uh, the Bufo-Alvarius. And Those are the same thing, right? The Bufo-Alvarius and the 5-MeO-DMT. So 5-MeO-DMT is, is the active compound within Bufo-Alvarius uh, that gives you this experience. But it also has Bufotenine in it. It also has other uh, tryptamines and alkaloids that you're going to experience 
during it. But from what we can tell, like it's almost indistinguishable from the five meo DMT experience, the pure mm. synthetic five meo DMT experience. So it's um, it, they're very similar in that regard. But there is something really interesting to the the Buffal various mm. uh, it coming from the toad and being just so connected to nature. It's got its own energy for sure. Amen. But um, yeah, man. And so long story short, I saw a disconnection there between you know you're giving a bunch of people this this really powerful entheogenic experience and they're just sending them on their way Hmm. which can actually be it can be that can be detrimental in the long run right yeah absolutely so whenever you fragment and dissolve someone's ego for the first time they feel like they died you know and you come back extremely energetically sensitive and so it's that's why it's really important to integrate in nature and that's something we've been really focused on for the past year Mm. and um and so I saw the missing link between that. So I made this integration document, um, just like, you know, felt called to make it and didn't think anybody was looking at it. Next thing I know, I talked to, uh, my mentor, he's like, Oh yeah, we give it to everybody. We even print it out and give it around. And so I met people all over the world, like Bali and Thailand and stuff who have read this integration document after seeing my mentor and I had no idea about them. No way. So it was so weird. Yeah, it's so strange. And so I was like, oh, shit, I better go, like, uh, modify this and, like, update it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, man, yeah. But um, but uh, I so I went um, – so I saw the missing link there, and I made the integration document and everything, but I was like, you know, I really need to – I need to understand myself more deeply, and I need to understand the natural, you know, the natural essence of, of humanity more deeply mm-hmm. in our divine nature. And – I want to reconnect with that experience that I had in Austin, Texas that transformed my life. And so I went to Asia and I went to India and Bali and Thailand, mm-hmm. um, Nepal studying meditation, sound healing, breath work and, and connecting with these incredible cultures, making films along the way. Wow. And, uh, got educated in meditation, breath work, sound healing, um, and yoga. And so now it's come to a point while we're hosting retreats, we're hosting events, we're hosting all these all these different experiences where it's all integrated together so that mm. people can have this initiatory experience, they can have a proper integration, and then they can leave with tools that can help them um, throughout their journey that, that can be really beneficial. That's amazing, man. Yeah, man, for sure. That, thank, that's thank like, that, that's what it's all about, man. I think it's really interesting too. Like how, to, how, how for yourself, I mean, these, these uh, particular medicines are, are very strong and I don't think they just come across the average person. I feel like they come across people who have had experiences in life that somewhat allow them to be open to them. So was there experiences in your younger part yeah. of life that allowed you to feel a little bit more comfortable connecting with something that is as powerful as uh, cause I mean, these are psychedelics, so there can be a vision and there can be, right. it can be powerful. And I think you have to be ready for that. Was there a, a p- earlier part of life that got you ready for this? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> as a lot of, a lot of digging that I've done in, in, in that area, because I'm like, you know, why me? Like, why would this come across my lap and why would it, why would I be called to do this? Right. Mm. Guy, guy from Louisiana, central Louisiana, you know, the fact that I even <laughs> left the United States is a huge, like <laughs> very few people from there do that. Anyway, <laughs> 
and you know, I don't think it has anything to do with my, and this is going to get pretty esoteric, but my human life mm-hmm. in this third dimension, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to do a lot of digging like spiritually within myself and with these other <clears throat> readers and, and clairvoyance and, and these, these amazing, mostly women that, that can, mm. Wow. kind of do beautiful readings for me. And a lot of them came up very repetitive um, with the same things. And they're just very intuitively uh, resonating. So, man, my personal belief is that we all have our own unique journey as a spirit or as a soul, as a, as a, as a fragment of, you know, source or Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, it wasn't in my, my, my childhood um, that inspired this, even though my mom was a spiritual person, but my childhood was really, um, it was pretty rough, man. You know, like there was a lot of fighting going on in my family. Uh, a lot of, uh, my sisters were always fighting. My parents were fighting then they got divorced. My mom, uh, moved with me out into a kind of a bad part of town. We didn't have much money lived by my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, and so those things could have instilled some, definitely some work ethic, but uh, mm-hmm. With the Buffalo Avarius, man, I feel like my my particular sole mission is to come here on basically a contracted labor and to help with the ascension process. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's many, 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 many other people, you included, mm-hmm. uh, potentially that are that are doing this as well. And when I surrendered and let go of myself before I had this samadhi experience, I told the universe, I said, "Man, just use me as an instrument. Make mm-hmm. me as valuable to as many people as possible." Because I knew that that value would represent the same thing coming right back to me. It would, you know. So it's like selfless and selfish all at the same time. Yeah, uh, you're taking care of yourself, which is ultimately number one. But at the same time, you're putting others ahead of yourself. Yeah. Um, which is you know the work, right? Service. Yeah, man. And so, and, and so before that, I did that before I had this experience. And after this experience, man, everything just fell together like, like a puzzle just falling out of the sky completely in place. Just, no shit. Just forming itself. Yeah, totally, man. And it's been that path of surrender ever since. And it's been, you know, the feeling, the essence of freedom is, is what we're all after. I believe mm-hmm. that. And the feeling of freedom, you know, whether it's spiritually, financially, physically, um, the la- you know, not having, not being self-conscious about how you look, not being, um, uh, self-conscious about your spirit and what you've done, you know, feeling this karmic, uh, mm. this karmic oh, yeah. pain. And, and then financially, you know, a lot of people are thinking, man, I have to have all these resources to be financially free, especially in the United States. But when you become resourceful and you don't have many responsibilities, I admire fathers and mothers and husbands and wives because I am <laughs> none of those things. <laughs> Um, you know, then you can attain this, this particular freedom and mm-hmm. integrating this freedom into the body, I feel is the essence of liberation. You know, it's the essence of salvation. It's the essence of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And so I would say many, many past lives, man, have led up to, to this moment of huge transition in human consciousness and me kind of checking out the different transitions in the past. And yeah. And this is just one of the tools that the universe is like, here, use this, you know, yeah, man. <laughs> put this in yeah. the toolbox. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's so cool because it's not just the only tool. I love how you're integrating it with everything, you know. I mean, I feel like this this whole thing, uh, I talk a lot. I've had a few conversations with people about the plant medicine and like the more aggressive, I guess, forms of therapy that can you can take place once you start on your spiritual path because a lot of people start in maybe the meditation or the breath work realms. And then eventually they find themselves, you know, if they find that they can't peel back another layer 
they go, wow, why is, I'm still having a real struggle and I'm doing all these things. That's for me, totally. like when plant medicines come for me. Now, I myself uh, uh, have yet to experience 5-MeO-DMT or any DMT at all. Um, I've done uh, microdosing with LSD and psilocybin and hero dosing with psilocybin. And nice. those have been my, my, my psychedelic experiences. And I will say psilocybin for me personally has been extremely transformative, especially on a microdose scale. Oh yeah, um, tremendously. And it's uh, it's so interesting how the taboo surrounding these particular medicines are. It's so heavy because their their ability to level the playing field and turn off the ego and help you see yourself from like a child's perspective is so powerful. And especially when you have people like yourself who are allowing for to be a guide for people yeah. through these experiences and then given the integration tools after. And I'm sure that you probably keep in contact with a lot of these people after these things too, totally. you know? Uh, so do you, are you doing this stuff with like a group? Do you guys have like a, like a group of friends that you guys do this with or? So yeah, we, we, you know, I have tribe all over the world at this yeah. point. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I'll come back to that, but just to, to go back to what you were saying earlier, the taboo, it's a really interesting time because it's transitioning into a time where psychedelics plant medicine all these things are being recreationally accepted and they're mm -hmm. being accepted as therapeutic right i mean the statistics don't fucking lie but the the government will you know what i mean and and the the big players will because if you want to keep you know big pharmaceutical companies in business and all these multi-billion dollar companies in business they've been they've been doing nefarious things to make make the money come in for a long time but these plant medicines and these different therapeutic remedies are being seen by the people, the common people. And they're like, this shit works. You know, I don't need you to tell me because I experienced it myself. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so it's changing. We're transitioning into something more Oakland, uh, all plant medicine, ayahuasca mushrooms, everything is totally legal recreationally. That's fantastic. Hopefully being used in a therapeutic setting with the True. right, right sitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. The right facilitator. Uh, mm. but you know, there's always going to be a little bit of chaos before things kind of come together. And that's and, the truth. Right. Um, but, and so we're seeing the change, but I, I do want to touch on one thing about like the common man, right? Everyday people. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I experienced in, in something that I see a lot of other people experiencing as well. It's like, what can I gain and what can I attain to make me more spiritually evolved and more, uh, more physically evolved, more everything, right? What can I go yeah. and get? And what most people don't know, and it's taken me a long time to figure out, is that really whenever you want to spiritually grow and when you want to experience a sense of freedom, liberation, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. the first thing you need to do is to forget. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> the first unlearn. thing you need to do, yeah, unlearn. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I say that and people are like, what the hell is this dude talking about? <laughs> but I, I want you to consider something. It's when we are three to seven years old, our subconscious is basically a sponge. We're in this theta brainwave state and we're soaking up every single thing that happens to us. Me personally, my sisters were always fighting. My family was always fighting. It was fucking violent and not physically, but always arguing. And so for yeah. me, I was always reactive. I was always, you know, uh, hesitant to get into altercations, like uh, proper altercations, debates, you know, all these things, or I'd be really fired up and, and vengeful. Mm -hmm. 
this is trauma that's stuck in the body, stuck in the subconscious mind. When your subconscious mind makes these connections, and it starts to build something called a myelin sheath around these neural connections. And mm. over time, it builds and builds and builds until that thing is so ingrained in there. It's like concrete, fortified connection. It's scary shit. Right? <laughs> it's, it's scary shit. It's scary yeah. shit. But it's beautiful because we have, we, have, uh, we have tools for this. Yes. And your body also, imagine when you're a kid, you touch the hot pan on the stove right when you touch that hot pan on the stove your fucking finger is going to remember that forever your finger yeah you, forever your finger and your subconscious mind but also your finger and yeah. so we have trauma we have memory we have fear we have anxiety we have stress stuck in our fascia stuck in our nervous system and stuck mm. in our subconscious mind and so if you think of you uh having a filter inside of your body right mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. filter is where your energy flows is where your energy flows and you can eat really healthy foods. Mm -hmm. You can do meditation, breath work, yoga. You can do different modalities. You can do all kinds of stuff to keep this filter clean, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're going to keep it clean, but there's only a few tools that are really effective at pressure washing all of the shit off of the filter. Yeah, man. Right. Oh, and, that's great analogy. Wow. Thank you. And, and, <laughs> and what I found to be the best, the best tools for that are five Mio DMT, uh, transformational breath work, uh, clinical hypnosis. Mm. And, um, there may be a few, and there's other forms of hypnosis that are really good too, but I really encourage everybody to kind of start there, start with the forgetting. Cause by the time most people get to breath work and, 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 uh, plant medicine, they've been on this path for a while. They've been discovering things about themselves for a while. Yeah. And so, although they shouldn't start from scratch there, you know, as you're going on, and, and instead of you spending $10,000 on, on like an NLP seminar or something like that, while that could be really beneficial, until that filter is clean, then we're not able to allow our energy to flow more naturally. Yeah. So whenever that energy flows and we have that subconscious trigger that that person's going to hurt me, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. we can't properly navigate our environment and communicate with that person effectively. Yeah. Right. And so we yeah. got to get rid of those triggers. We got to empty out everything and then kind of blast all the layers off the onion and then pack back on all the beneficial conducive layers mm. and then leave the rest of the shit to, to, to be, you know, don't, yeah. don't bring it back. And that's yeah. where the integration process comes in. But, um, Dude. yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on that before I missed that point. Um, that's beautiful it, though, man. Thanks, man. Like blowing that off like that, dude, that's so true because it, so true. I, I talk to so many people about like, you know, there's so many medications out there. To, like I talked to you earlier and I told you that my spiritual journey started with anxiety, deep, 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 like paralyzing anxiety. And I could have right. went the route of taking medication. I really could have. I mean, I just could have went right. to the doctor and I could have got medication. But something in me, and this from my, was from my past childhood, is that, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, I was using a lot of these things as, as recreational party yeah, drugs. Totally, they, yeah, totally. so my, the idea of using these things to, to heal didn't make any sense to me. It didn't right. make any sense. So, but I All did right. know that I had heard of people like doing this deep work. Like my whole story was just, I, I ended up having an anxiety attack at a bookstore and the woman recommended a book and I could barely even read. And I ended up reading this book about meditation wow. and getting into the vortex with uh, uh, Jerry and Esther Hicks is what it was called. I had wow. meditation CDs and that's what started it, man. But it took like eight Pain. years yeah. of like me meditating. Now I do believe nowadays that I've learned, I did it all on my own. I didn't ask for help. But nowadays I think that there's a lot of help out there. But when I was doing yeah. it on my own, man, like you said, like, dude, this is something that you, 
you spend the time on and it takes yeah. the work and you, you do the meditations and you, then you do like maybe journaling or integrating the learning that you get in your meditations. And right. if you get to that place after like myself, eight years and you find that, yeah, man, I, I think, I think it's, I think I need to get that power washer out now because I've cleaned yeah. the filter, but <laughs> it's time to blast the, the, the yeah. real stuck shit off, you know? Right. Totally. And, yeah. and you know, at a time like this, at this time of transition where everything's moving super fast, it's like, how can we compile eight years of meditation into one week? You know, yeah. that's, yeah. and that's, 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 the, that's the intention of what we're doing. And it's for the people, it's interesting because, you know, people, most people have a lot of healing to do mm. for me. I, I had done the healing yeah. and I was in a place where I was like, I'm free. What do I do with my life? Make me valuable. Yeah. You know? I've got mm. all the time in the world. Like, let's do this thing, God. You know, <laughs> I don't have to go take care of a kid or a wife. Like, I'm I'm blessed in that regard right now. So, what can we do? Yeah. Man. And and so for those people, it's like you know, all right, here I am. I feel free. I feel good, but I'm kind of missing my purpose in a way. Mm-hmm. And then these these therapies, especially five meo and T therapy, can just speed ramp or just launch your consciousness into these absolute next stages of development Mm. and to where you're, you know, very aligned, very connected with your purpose, living your purpose Mm -hmm. and nothing complements that better than the surrender and which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm -hmm. But I I wanted to touch base on, on the mushrooms because it's interesting. We talked about how we need to forget first. Yeah. And while mushrooms and LSD in particular a lot of people think they have a bad trip. Well, if you're in the right set and setting, a bad trip can be the most conducive trip uh, out there. Because if you're if you're at some festival and you're drunk already and you take an eighth of mushrooms, like man, that's on you. Like you got to be responsible with your body. <laughs> bad move. <laughs> bad move. That's a bad trip. Yeah, no doubt. Because uh, yeah, it's gonna suck. It's just not gonna be good. And maybe it could be great. You know. The, yeah, the you toss-up. never know. But there's the, yeah. there's such a toss up there. You know. Yeah, but yeah. whenever you focus on your intent, and this is with ayahuasca too, big time with ayahuasca. When you focus on your intentions and you focus with what you want to bring into your life and and what do you want to magnify as your as your superpower as your strength and what do you want to let go of that no longer serves you? These tools, we won't call them medicine, but tools will show you your shadows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will show you what you need to heal. Yeah, and so instead of being like, that's a bad trip. I don't want to experience that. I don't want to see that. Oh, look away. When you lean into your shadows and when you feel them, you go back through them. I don't know how, why this is the way it is, man. Human <laughs> experience is fucking weird. Yeah. But when you go back through them and re-experience them and then send them off with love, brother, you can feel it come out of your body. You can yeah. feel it come out of your subconscious. You can mm. feel it evaporate, you know, and then you, oh, shit, I can take a breath. Yeah. You know, it's an, it's an amazing thing. So I, I want people to really understand that, man, when you're doing mushrooms, LSD, ayahuasca, these long drawn out experiences, they're going to show you your shadows yeah. and, and it's going to give you the opportunity to fine tune yourself spiritually and, and to really work on those shadows so that you can live a more free and abundant. Yeah. And I think that this is what the great part of a sitter is because the sitter really gives you that opportunity. They, they allow you to understand that you're in a safe space. Totally. So when the, when the moment gets like, and you want to run, they, they can, they can be there to be like, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. this is important. 
you're safe, oh, yeah. sit with it. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a guy named Kyle Kingsbury. He mm-hmm. uh, recently, yeah. yeah, he recently just did not too long ago, a uh, 30 gram dose of mushrooms, which is just an absolutely obnoxiously yeah. large amount of mushrooms. That's but so much. It's so much. But he read about, I forget the name of the gentleman that he read about that, that, that prompted him to do this, but he said it was one of, McKenna. <laughs> I th- I maybe was, but I, I think it was Terrence. Ah, maybe it was. I wish I could remember, but it sounds I'll, like something Kyle would do. It, yeah. And I, I mean, if you know, yeah. So if you know, Kyle, yeah. you know, Kyle's like an extreme, but like it, with intent. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, his story surrounding what he went through in that 30 gram mushroom trip, what he saw and what he allowed himself to experience because he saw some gnarly shit, like some stuff with his family, himself, terrible things and great things but he allowed himself to experience all of it and he said when he came when he when he finally came back like he had never felt more alive after experiencing so many ego deaths you know what i mean of course so dude it's so incredible you know i I mean mean, i kind of i I don't know if you don't mind i don't want to shift gears a little bit but uh go ahead i was wondering you know i know that we you talked a little bit about travel and filmmaking and i had the opportunity to watch one of your documentaries and i know you get to travel to india and experience like some of the gurus out there and really yeah. like immerse yourself in the culture, man. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about what that was like? Cause that's totally. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So spirit of the earth, right? The, the documentary yes. that's intended to be a documentary series. This is the kind of person I am. Uh, I kind of do before I think. And so I make this documentary. It was the hardest thing I ever made. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a series. Like, this is going to be a whole season and then there's going to be another season. It's going to be five episodes, a new season. And I told everybody this instead of being like, you know what? I made one documentary. Now I'm about to make another one. Then I'm about to make it. <laughs> so I like hung myself out to dry, but like, and you know, whatever, but hardest thing I've ever done, man. India yeah. is amazing. It's the, the craziest place I've ever been. Mm. Uh, the most chaotic, most hectic, most unbelievably populated just absolutely bananas. And when you get there, you have this massive culture shock. Um, I actually had the experience of being in new Delhi and, uh, <laughs> I go to this, I fly into new Delhi. I get haggled for like an hour and a half about taxis. I look up the best way to get a taxi there. I go to the taxi counter. They're like, they don't say one word in English. They're like, good, get in the car. Um, <laughs> so I do, I get in the car. And, uh, you know, this is the purse of travel brings me to this like very strange place. I go up like 10 flights of stairs and I'm at the hostel. I'm like, cool. So next day I'm just going to catch a bus to Rishikesh. I'm in new Delhi, mm-hmm. nine hour bus. No big deal. I'm sure I'll be able to catch it. So they, they set up a taxi for me. Taxi mm-hmm. picks me up. Mind you, this is the first time I've seen new Delhi in the light. I got there at night. Mm-hmm. So Dolly wall just happened. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the festival and they set off a billion fireworks. So it's so polluted there. It's like a 680 on the scale and like 150 Ooh. is toxic that you can't see 20 yards, 20 meters in front of you. No it's way that thick. Yeah. With just like this yellow smog. And so as we're driving, I'm seeing, you know, fifth world shit. And I was like, Oh my God, like what is going on? And so this taxi driver ends up dropping me off under a bridge to catch this bus and i'm like are you sure the bus comes here he's like station and just points that way i'm like okay let's go and so i get out of the car oh my god man i'm seeing people starting fires on the hot like on the streets like they're they're getting their morning started yeah there's there's like 
I mean, it, it, it was dark and bus never came. Never came. Oh, no. And so I can't get any help. I don't really know what to do, which you will get help in India. There's going to be an Indian couple that eventually helps you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do. So I just pulled my camera out and started filming the chaos mm -hmm. and, like, got a tic-tic and just went, like, around <laughs> and yeah, just yeah. filmed it. I was like, fuck it, man. I can either freak out in this situation or I can just, like – do some traveling you know that's the work right there man that's the work yeah. that allowed you to do that <laughs> yeah man totally it's a, and, and i've traveled a lot and so man if you're not a if you haven't traveled a lot and you're in that situation it's fucking scary dude it's definitely oh, dude i'm terrifying. nervous and i'm sitting here and i'm not even experienced i'm just <laughs> listening to you and i'm like dude i'd be so scared bro <laughs> it, it, it freaks me out when i think about it but it was beautiful because eventually I, I gave this guy like five bucks. He stopped this huge line. He was like, look, you're going to catch this Metro to this bus to this. And I'm like, Oh my God, here we go. So I just got him to write it down. I've got my computer. I got a MacBook pro 2020 MacBook pro a drone and my camera and my gear in my backpack. So I've got like 15 grand worth of stuff on me. So I'm like, oh, man, man, this is so sketchy. And eventually <laughs> I get to the Metro and this girl, this, this, this Caucasian woman, I, I was like, are you American? She was like, yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> like help me. Yeah. And she told me where to go. I get to this bus station and it's just this epic. There's, there's animals walking around. There's like goats and dogs and people selling watches and like curry I'm like, holy shit, this is culture, man. Like, this yeah. is what it's all about. This is it. And so I'm filming myself, like, eating curry. And I get on this bus. It's, like, old-ass broken-down bus. And this bus starts taking off for Rishikesh on a dirt highway. And the shit, my jaws is on the floor. The whole time I'm looking out the window, I'm like, no way, bro. No way. It's rural India. And so it's, like, really pretty intense, man. I bet, man. Intense. And, like... Oof. The highway is like this ocean of people, bikes and trot, like all kinds of – anyway, eventually <laughs> I get there. <laughs> and then I stay there for a month. And Rishikesh is Whoa. amazing. The Ganges River is Gatorade blue. Like that blue Gatorade that's the, the most tempting one. I don't drink yeah. Gatorades anymore, but it's that color. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the color of the river. It's the most polluted river in the world, but somehow in that Rishikesh area – it's not and people raft there and we swam there and all kinds of shit the oh, babas with the yogis they drink the water it Whoa. actually kept them alive during their pilgrimage around haridwar Dehradun, and rishikesh so the ganges is what they drank it's what you know they followed the ganges there wow. wow and so there's these babas there's yogis everywhere and they're all um they're all along the the ganges I was like, man, this is fascinating. And so I was like doing this meditation, sound healing and breath work training in Rishikesh, like all of its yoga studios and, and you know, schools and camps. Yeah, man. And so I was like, man, I think I'd be able to make a movie here. Like we should do this. And so I talked to my buddy who became my buddy, who was also my landlord kind of guy. <laughs> I was like, man, help me make this thing and we'll do it. And, uh, and he, he did, he like helped me get around and help set up times whenever we could get the motorcycles and everything. And, and man ended up making a film, almost went to prison twice, fell off the back of a motorcycle going like 40 with my camera in my hand. My stuff died all the time. Like my SD cards, my hard drives, everything would break. My computer broke. Um, uh, the, the Wi-Fi and the, the electricity would just collapse every day in Rishikesh. I mean, it was absolutely hectic. Yeah. It yeah, was bananas. Man. Yeah. But it was beautiful.
it's so wild to think about hearing how much shit you went through and then after like i i encourage anybody listening to us to go watch it because when you watch it dude you never guess in a million years that you went never. through that much shit to get never. all that because the footage is gorgeous and the 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 story's told the story that's told dude it brought me to tears in moments and like wow, man. yeah man, dude I, the, it's just really I don't know people who can capture the emotion of a, of a place without much other than just the filming. Cause you I mean you do a little bit of talking, but a lot of the most intense moments are just the filming and the way yeah. you show a story through the just sequences. music. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> Thank good. You, man. Yeah, dude. Thank like, you. I love stuff like that. So personally for me, like, me when I, yeah, like when I, like I'm a Peter McKinnon freak. Like I'll watch all of his nice. like stuff and just watch his sequences and how he does that stuff. And then like, I love that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's beautiful, dude. So, yeah. So you can see the incorporation of like my style of filming into the, into the documentary, which was why it really inspired me. I was like, man, I don't know if anything has ever been shot like this or created like this because mm-hmm. like creating the cinematic sequences with the, the music of the Babas was so much fun, dude. By the time it was ready to like put in and like mm-hmm. and do that stuff, it was like, oh, like man, not only was this an insane experience, mm-hmm. but I captured it and now I get to tell a story with it. And it's that's like, the big one. It's the most powerful way to experience something in my perspective. Like, dude, the Babas too, man. Their their knowledge, bro. The la- the one that you were looking for. Uh, what yeah, Babalog Barti. <laughs> Dude, it's just, you know, like that's the stuff right there for me, man. You got these guys and there's something about the way that they talk and it's like they they I love how they talk and they say it in a sense that it's like you already know this, you just don't know it yet. Like they yeah, say yeah, it to totally. you with that like smile on their face, like it's already here. Yeah. And that stuff blows my mind. And it must have really done something to you culturally coming home from after being over there like the difference in seeing that kind of happiness it it was it was different man because india is so extreme and a lot of the yogis a lot of the babas what i discovered during the making of this film was and just being in rishikesh was that a lot of them are like homeless guys dressed up as babas to make money right oh really people, people that are yeah totally man you know if you grow up super broke and in a fifth world scenario and like you have the opportunity to make money off of Westerners. If you dress up like a Baba, then that's, that's one thing, but you know, they give away a lot of their earthly possessions and stuff like that. But a lot of them come in with no earthly possessions and just act Mm. like a Baba. So I was like, you know, we found some real Babas and Mm. we found some fake ones. And I was like, man, we need to find like the real, real Babas. And my buddy Arjun was like, we need to go to Haridwar. So Haridwar and you'll see, if you watch the film, you'll see the point where we come into Haridwar. Uh, we rented motorcycles, got on the motorcycles, drove to Haridwar. Um, you'll see the part where the drone is introducing Haridwar. Mm-hmm. And so I got basically chased by a mob of people and, and, and was told that I had to go to prison for that footage. No. <laughs> and in India, too. Like, in India. I do not want to go to prison. Yeah, tell Fuck, me. No, dude. definitely not, dude. No way, man. <laughs> so, Fuck. We, so I'll, I'll tell you the story. Um, so we're in Haridwar, and a big part of it's like big water. Like it's the Ganges. It's a big pool in the Ganges, and it goes through. And millions of Indians come there freaking every day to do the the, the what's called an arti, which is a prayer next to the Ganges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They take a bath in it. They do all the whole thing. And so I'm the only 
white dude there. <laughs> Clearly There's sticking millions out. Millions <laughs> of Indians, right? And so I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to get the drone shot. So I go over by under this bridge, bro. I'm like super ducked off, much more ducked off than I usually am other times when I'm flying the drone. And so I put it up. As soon as it up, it's up, somebody comes over. They say, oh, they're, uh, they're going to take your drone. The, the police are going to come uh, get you in trouble. You ought to put it up. I'm like, cool deal. Yeah, usually when somebody's telling me to bring the drone down, I'm usually getting the shot. And so I'm just super focused on the shot and like finishing the, finishing <laughs> yeah, the yeah, shot. Yeah. I'm like, cool. So I get the shot and I start bringing it back. As I'm bringing it back, I bring – so here's me. Here's the water. Here's three million Indians behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I put the I put the drone this way, all the way in front of me, and fly back this way, so I don't have to fly over people. Mm-hmm. And as I'm flying in, Arjun's like, "Man, oh, they're coming! They're coming!" I'm like, "Stall them, man! Like, I'm not even turning around yet. I'm just so focused on getting this drone in." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, oh, they're 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 coming! They're here! Mm-hmm. Get the SD card!" And the drone's still in the air. It's like six feet in the air, and I'm like, Vroom! and then I jump up and I grab it, and it's like, Vroom! yeah, 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 this number. And so I turn off the controller and the drone shuts down. I fold it up and I stick it in my pants. Not my yeah. pocket, nowhere. I stick it in my pants and I turn around. And I'm like, what's up? And there's like a mob of angry people. Oh, and I'm like, no, I don't, and Arjun's talking to them. And I'm like, I don't know, some, uh, okay. And I start walking away. <laughs> I start walking away and I'm wearing no underwear. So this drone's like teeter-tottering on my, like, my crotch section of my pants. It's about to fall down my fucking pants leg. And I've got my other backpack like this on my, my side and my camera. And I'm like walking like this. Like, with a Waddling. <laughs> and like every Indian family I come across, they're like, sir, sir, can we please take a picture with you? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I'm not going to say no. So as I'm getting farther, the, I get stopped to take. And then so they want to take a picture with me and the whole family. Me and each individual person, me oh and each individual God. in twos. So you take like 20 pictures. Is this just because you're a, a filmmaker? That's no, it? Because I'm a white guy. Yeah, American. Yeah. Whoa, that's wild, totally. man. Yeah, fucking totally. crazy. Super fucking crazy. Whoa. So I'm like, yeah, of course you can take a picture with me. Like, I'm flattered. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so Because I want to take a picture with them too, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. It's good uh, for the film too. <laughs> it's, good, it's good for the film, exactly. And so every, we're always exchanging pictures. Um, and so I'm um, like, yeah. So as I'm moving farther away, I stop to take picture. The crowd gets far closer. And oh, like, dude. <laughs> yeah. And eventually our, our June comes over and he says, Hey man, they want to take us to jail. <laughs> and I'm like, tell them no. Like tell them we're not fucking going. <laughs> no, sorry. We don't go to jail. <laughs> and they're like, he was like, show them you deleted the footage. Just delete the footage. And so of course I've done this multiple times where I've gotten in trouble for flying the drone. I pull it up on my phone. And I delete the footage from the DJI app, right? And it's still on the SD card. So I show them that, and they're like, oh, oh, and they're so <laughs> pissed. And the reason why they were pissed, first of all, June was like, it's totally fine to fly the drone here. No worries. Yeah, because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, is this is very common, people who fly right. drones. They get ripped for flying their drones, and it makes no sense right. to me. Right, right. So Haridwar, where we were, received a terrorist threat three days previous from Pakistan because there's so many people there. So mm. my drone could have easily been a flying bomb that could have just incinerated everyone. Easily. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. That's, they wanted to investigate me to do all this research. Yes, sir. I probably look like a terrorist with this. And movie. you're the only white guy there. I'm the only white guy there. Yeah. I mean, I, I look conspicuous and I could totally pass for like, you know, whoever, a Pakistani, I guess, you know what I'm oh, saying? I had dark shit. skin at the time, long beard, hat, you know, yeah. whatever. 
and 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 but yeah so that's what happens so that Hari Dwar footage is um when I watch that part of the documentary I'm like yeah everybody watches it they're like oh it's pretty and I'm like fuck I can't believe I got that <laughs> see and that's the, the shit man malfunctioning yeah and the drone was malfunctioning as it was up there so there's only those the, literally every piece that's in the, the documentary it was such a fucking beautiful place too and the sun was setting I was like mm. I was looking at the screen like Oh my God! This is butter. <laughs> oh, this is so good and beautiful. Oh my God! And so then I get it back, and there's only like this much footage that I can use. And I'm like, oh. whatever, I can use it. Like, all yeah, good. man. You didn't so, get yeah. arrested. You didn't die. <laughs> they didn't I didn't stick. go to prison in India, so that's yeah. That that's would be pass. scary as all get out, man. Bro, yeah, happened in Peru too. Whenever I was filming, well, I was out in the grass, blatantly flying the drone, and I didn't know the president's palace was right here. Oh shit! Right in the middle of Lima. <laughs> so next thing I know, I bring the drone down, and I'm surrounded by like body armor cops, like straight up, Whoa. like the the Secret Service cops of Peru. And thank God we had um, our friend there, my my buddy's recent girlfriend, who spoke fluent Spanish and and talked our way out of it again. Shit, man! I know, man. It's fucking scary dude bro i love it man you've done like you've had such like a wild life like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. man i mean you can't how old are you if you don't want me asking 26 that's even amazing more even more amazing man you've done so much awesome shit at such a young age dude it's so fucking awesome thank you love man. the risks that like you've taken in life and that allows oh, you to like be a facilitator for healing for so many people dude yeah strange how they they correlate together you know it's um there's not one time where where you know, I'm a human being. It's like fear is always present in some way whenever I'm doing something like that, like facilitating yeah. for other people. Like they're my, it's my responsibility to make sure they're safe. Um, you know, find the drone in super sketchy areas in the third world, whatever it may be. Um, but it's like just dealing, learning how to manage that and transmute mm. that is, is a really important skill and really essential if, if you are on like the spiritual path for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what do you got going on now, man, that you're excited about? What's, uh, what's the next big thing for you that you got going? So in the midst of all the Corona craziness, um, <laughs> we had a retreat booked for Mexico for July 29th. Mm-hmm. And we just moved, we had to move it because they closed the border till July 21st or something like that. Something like that, yeah. So we moved it up to this really ridiculously beautiful, amazing place in Sedona, Arizona. Mm. And so, um, so we have a retreat coming up. The first one's full. And then August 6th through the 12th is open. And we're going to be exploring uh, sacred ceremonies, breath work, yoga, um, meditation, sound healing. It's very mm. catered to create a create a container that really hits an integral and holistic approach to healing and uh spiritual growth and so upcoming awesome. retreat august 6th to the 12th mm-hmm. um i have a we're gonna start doing online breath work um yeah and so yeah i was doing that before for free and now we're gonna do the transformational breath work where mm-hmm. it's like 15 bucks or something like that i finally have uh my girlfriend's actually like scheduling uh a lot of this stuff so it makes my life so much easier man yeah, like, that so stuff's hard man i know from working in the healing collective and doing Ooh. all that stuff you start Marketing, especially man, sucks and all these different once you start adding multiple pieces to it too like i mean we, yeah. we got so many pieces now in ours that after a while you're just like whoa dude how do i organize all this stuff you think it'd be easy because it's just a lot of it's done on cell phones and computers but yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's wild man 
Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And so, you know, we're doing every, everything that we can in the United States with all the legalities and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, a big part of it's being, you know, a law abiding and, 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 you know, a tax paying citizen of sorts, you know, but yeah. also being able to provide these, these experiences and retreats. And so, um, yeah, everything that we do is, is by the book and it's, it's, it's been proven to be really effective, man. And, um, but other than that, like I have a, a breathwork course that that's available 50% off all, you know, right now and for, for a little while. And so, you know, it can take somebody from like, what the hell is breathwork to transformational breathwork, alkaline mm. breathwork, yogic breathwork, pranayama. Mm. And there's yeah. a bunch of videos to guide you through that bunch of guided meditations in there. Yeah. And yeah, man. So yeah. That's and I'll it. link and all that stuff too. If you want to send cool. it, uh, send me the links. I'll, I'll put it all in the description totally. so people can grab it. Totally, um, brother. Dude, how, and other than that, man, how, how can people can go connect with you and like learn yeah. more about you and the retreats and everything and watch your films, all that stuff, which I'll also, you know, I'll, I'll perfect. Thank link. you, brother. You're welcome. Man. So, yeah, I mean, people can learn everything uh, through my website, connectandevolve.com. Love it. Um, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. And mm-hmm. I'm connect and evolve on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then the real Ben Holt on Facebook. There's a couple of fake ones out there, so make sure you find the real, <laughs> the <laughs> real Ben Holt. <laughs> all, the, all the other names were taken. So, yeah, I like so, it. So yeah, yeah. So all that stuff, man. And uh, and and I, I have a link tree on my Instagram that goes to all the newest, latest things that we're doing for sure. Killer, dude. Yeah, Bro, I'm so stoked about everything that you're doing. I'm super glad that like we got to connect because I feel totally. like, dude, we like like soul brothers, bro, for real. Like everything totally. we're talking about, like I just feel like we got the beard action going on together. Thumbs yeah. up on the beards. <laughs> yeah. But dude, I mean, for real, man, super connected. I actually am looking forward to connecting you with some of the other folks in our group because I yes. think that they're gonna super dig you and everything that it is that you're doing. I'm excited for people to hear this. I'm excited for people to connect with you. I'd actually like to get my butt out to one of these retreats at one of these. Come on. I just left my job. I got, I, I do have a, I mean, I love my family, so it's not an yeah. unfortunate thing. I love my little girl and I love my wife. So there is some things that I got to put, put first, but that's, I, I told you, I wrote on one of your, your things. This is, this is a goal in my life. I will go Heck to one yeah. of these retreats and yours, man, after seeing, I saw the pictures of Sedona, man. And I saw, and, and knowing your spirit, I feel like it would be the right place for me to be at. So I look forward to someday maybe getting to rock this with you for sure. Absolutely, man. We're going to have a lot of footage from the, uh, the first retreat. So once you see that, the mouth's going to start watering and it'll be no oh, time at all. Dude, I'm already watering, man. I'm trying to figure out ways right now. I'm like working coercive. I mean, like, how can I work this out? How can I work this out? Yeah, yeah. I can take care of this, 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 this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll, it'll happen organically, man. I, I really That's believe, I believe that. You know, if, if you find in a lot of resistance, uh, you know, there's this book called The War of Art. And for the longest time, I thought when there was resistance, that means you had to keep going. Yeah. But it's like, man, why swim up the river whenever you can just gently navigate from side to side, you know, mm. flowing down the river. Yeah. That's the right way to uh, drop the mic right there, my friend. <laughs> Dude, Ben Holt, bro. Thank you so much, man. And Thank you, brother. <laughs> I look forward to connecting with you more, man, for sure. 100%. Absolutely. Likewise. Thanks for having me on, bro. Dude, thank you so much, man. Have a beautiful rest of the day and uh, we'll be talking again soon for sure. Talk to you soon, man. All right, right, brother. Peace Peace. out, everybody. Peace out, brother. Later, dude. Later. Thank you all so much for joining me again on another episode of the Longer Life Podcast. I hope you guys loved Ben and enjoyed his storytelling as much as I did. I really hope you guys take the time out to go check out Ben's uh, documentary if you haven't already. 
Um, like I said, it is one of those uh, visually stimulating and emotion evoking documentaries. Um, just through the music and the visuals, it's beautiful. Um, and after hearing this, if you have not already watched it, I'm sure you will have an entirely different <laughs> respect for some of the shots that Ben had to, uh, that Ben took and how he had to take them, the things he had to go through to get them. So that's uh, super cool to have gotten those stories. Um, go check out his breath work. That's uh, a, a really nice gift from Ben to be able to get that 50% off. Uh, that's really cool. Breathwork is phenomenally transformational. Um, it can be like plant medicine in the sense that it can take you to different levels of your consciousness that uh, really help you step outside of your normal egoic behavior. I myself use breathwork um, frequently. Uh, when I mean frequently, I do breath practices every single morning uh, and mostly through the day I am practicing some sort of control, controlled breath. Um, or conscious breath, I should say, not controlled, but conscious breath, uh, as, as more along the lines of my throughout the day practice. But um, highly recommend you you go check that stuff out. Um, again, I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate everybody checking out Perium. I appreciate everybody um, just connecting and listening to the show, running over to Apple Podcast. Please definitely come over and uh, connect with me on my Instagram page and my Facebook page too. Um, I love to meet you guys and uh, hear more about what you think and just know who's listening to the show. It uh, also helps me come up with different guests that um, we could have on the show and things that you guys want to learn about. So thank you all so much. I look forward to um, bringing you another awesome guest next next week. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful Monday uh, and a wonderful week this week. Really get out there and crush it. I know times are rough. I know times are crazy. I know things are a little wild and we're all kind of confused about what the hell is really going on here. But um, just be kind. Be really kind and understanding as much as you possibly can. And uh, this is July. Myself, I'm trying to practice as much judgment-free action this July as possible. So if you can catch yourself in judgment and try not to judge yourself for judging and <laughs> forgive yourself and just really try to take a different uh, avenue that uh, will not only help you, it'll help this crazy world of uh, people pointing fingers at one another trying to make sense of this uh, wild, crazy Thing that we got going on right now so um, I love respect and appreciate every single one of you so very 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 much thank you for listening to this show I really hope it's helping you and I really hope you're gaining value if it is please share it out to your friends like subscribe the whole deal thank you guys so much until next week get out there guys make some shift happen in your life and you know what if you do Reach out your hand and help somebody else up too. All right? I love you guys. Peace out. See you next week.